How's it going, folks? Thanks for taking the time to tune in and listen to us discuss what has taken place over the past week. Today is Sunday. I hope you are all staying safe and adjusting to our new way of life as it may be for the foreseeable future. Demo and I tried our best to avoid anything coronavirus related as I'm sure you were just as tired of hearing about it as I am. And I think we did a pretty good job as we explored topics such as country music, old birds, and events that have happened in this day in history. We had a good time recording this providing some relief to the current state of things. So without further ado, let's get into this week's episode of Trivia Rewrites. Welcome to Trivia Rewrites, where we look at how the news is changing trivia. Today is March 22nd, 2020. I am your host, Demo, and this is my co-host, Hibbs. Hey, man. How is it going? (laughs) pretty good so coronavirus lockdown weekend number two yeah man how you handing the uh quarantine that just rolls off the tongue doesn't it It does i've heard people say it i'm not a fan uh i'm handling it fine you uh spending a lot more time indoors i guess are you fully like 100 percent just not leaving i leave to go get food but right and then i'll go for like a jog or a run is your gro- has your grocery store settled down at all? I haven't been in like a week, so I'm going to go okay. maybe tomorrow, and we'll, we'll see if they're restocked yet. Well, the coronavirus almost took another life yesterday whenever I nearly killed the guy at the grocery <laughs> store. because. So I've heard that like the masks don't do anything. There's no point of wearing a mask. Yeah. Um, I unless unless you're up. sick, I guess. Unless That's... you're sick, yes. But, like, for prevention, they don't do anything. Sure. And this guy was the epitome of uneducated because he had the mask on, and I was sitting there looking at the chicken, trying to find what chicken breasts I wanted to buy. Right. And he would, like, come over and, like, lean onto me to what? look. At, yeah. I was like, bro, get out of my bubble. Either you're just stupid and you're wearing a mask for no reason, or you are infected, making me sick. And... I'm going to get pissed at you if you keep this up. It, oh, I was so frustrated. So avoid the grocery stores, I guess, is wow. what I'm saying. Because People at mine were like keeping space. You would think people would want to keep their distance from you. Surprised that he got that close. You would, yeah, with a mask on. I don't know. Oh, man, people. All right, so we've each done a little research, come up with some questions about uh, the week's news and some stuff just off the top of our heads that we thought might be interesting here. First thing I've got for you is an on this day in history. Big history buff? You know, I appreciate it. I don't know much about it, but you're I an like observer history. from afar. Exactly. All right. Yes, I watch it as it goes by. Okay. In an effort to pay off the debts defending the American colony in the Seven Years' War, the British government passed what act on March 22nd, 1765? The legislation levied a direct tax on all materials printed for commercial and legal use in the colonies, from newspapers and pamphlets to playing cards and dice. Can you name this act? Is this the Stamp Act? It is the Stamp Act. Nice. It was one of a number of acts that were enacted in 1764 and 1765, including Mm -hmm. the Sugar Act, the Currency Act, and the Quartering Act, which were kind of all... uh, you know, straws on the camel's back that led to this revolutionary sentiment in the colonies. 
Um, and after realizing that it cost more to enforce the Stamp Act than the amount that they were getting from it, the British government actually repealed the tax in 1766. So it was just a one-year thing, but it kind of Ooh. built up this negative sentiment that they couldn't really uh, backtrack on. Yeah. I wonder what did more towards pushing the colonies towards revolution when it comes to the Stamp Act specifically. I wonder if it was the implementation of it that people were complaining about, or I wonder if it was the repeal that even drove further home of these people don't know how to govern us from afar. And I wonder if the repeal was what caused people to double down on the government didn't know what was going on. Like but. they were unsure of themselves. Right, yeah. It cracked the door a little bit to some sort of government internal second-guessing. And whenever that happened, colonies were even more so of, we should be our own. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. I'm sure that you could, I mean, people have done studies and written papers on all that stuff about what led to kind of that mindset of the American people uh, yeah. during that time. I just prefer to speculate rather than like actually yeah, take yeah. the time. Yeah, well, yeah. Way more fun, too. Uh, okay. I can't be wrong if I just speculate. But yeah, oh Stamp God. Act. This day in history in 1765. Uh, okay, so... Playing what, cards. Do you have one for me? Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about country music? You listen to country music much? I used to a lot more. I mean, I don't hate it, but I'm, you know, I'll listen to really popular stuff, but I'm not a big fan. Gotcha. Well, can you tell me who were the two female country artists to simultaneously have their debut singles reach the top 10 of the Billboard Country Airplay chart. Was one of them this week? Is that why it's a question? Yeah, they were, they were both this week. Oh, both this, this is, week? Yeah. Oh, the, then I'm their not debut. Be, I was going to say, like, past people that have done it. but No, this is, for the, so for the first time in the chart's 30-year history, this is the first time that two females' debut singles have made it to the top 10 charts and their names are Ingrid Andrus with her song More Hearts Than Mine and Gabby Barrett with I Hope at the number 10 and 9 spot respectively and to show you how much I know about country music I had to search on YouTube interviews with them to figure out how to uh, pronounce their names correctly uh, so yeah they were the, the first two females with their what debut. were their names again Ingrid Andrus Okay. And Gabby Barrett. I guess they're new, so I wouldn't have heard of them yet. Right. Yeah. But, hmm. Yeah. And um, so they're the number 10 and the n number 9 spot. At the number 7 spot is Marin Morris with her song, The Bones. And so currently there are three women on the country top 10 charts with their own singles. Can you tell me what year that last happened? What year? Um... What was it? Yeah. What year was the last time that three three women? I don't know. 2007. Mm. Uh, 2012. Okay. With, or can you name? Can I guess? Yeah. I would say Carrie Underwood. Yeah. Maybe? She was on there. Nice. Uh, Miranda Lambert? Two out of three. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. Another country artist. Yeah. That's kind of my. I don't know. Sorry. It was uh, Jana Kramer. Oh, okay. That'd be tough. What was yeah, her song? I, why You Wanna. Why You Wanna? Why You Wanna. There's no punctuation, so I don't know if it's like a true question of like, why would you want to do that? Or if it's like, why? You Wanna? 
We'd so. probably have to listen to the song to find yeah. out. I'll just speculate, as I said. Okay. Um, and then just kind of a, a fun trivia question. Can you tell me which female artist has the most top 10 Billboard Country Airplay um, appearances and how many of all time? Okay. But they're Airplay appearances. So, like, does it yes. does this go back pretty far or no? Well, the chart is 30 years old. Okay. Okay. So... Who has the most? I would, I mean, Carrie Underwood would have a lot, I would think. Who's like older than that? That Only 30 years though, so only back to 1990. I mean, I would, I guess my top three guesses would be like Carrie Underwood, Dolly Parton, and I don't know, like Reba McIntyre or something like that. Yeah, you're right on You're right on it. Carrie Underwood was actually second, and Reba McIntyre is first with 36. She's been on the Billboard Country Airplay 36 times. And that concludes a little bit of country music trivia for you. Uh, For someone who just kind of occasionally listens to country music, you did pretty good. I know names. Yeah, you crushed it. Probably couldn't uh, come up with the names of those songs or anything like that. but No, I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. All right, very good. So I've got a kind of quick sports related question here which track cycling race held annually at bill armstrong stadium on the campus of indiana university in bloomington indiana was canceled for the first time on sunday which track cycling it's a like a a velodrome type track cycling yeah well they hold it on like a normal track that you would run on but oh really for the name of the that race do you know what that's called i don't it's called the little 500 it's a 500 mile race. 500 mile? Uh, sorry, no. It's a. <laughs> oh goodness. Sorry, it's a 50 mile race, but they call it the Little 500 after the Indianapolis 500. Oh okay. So they're just taking the name from that. But it's a 50 mile race, so 200 laps around this track, and it's wow. done in uh, four person teams. But considering you haven't heard of that race, this next question might be hard. But yeah, uh, the Little 500 was dramatized. In what 1979 Academy Award-winning film? Training Wheels. Yeah, that's a name of a thing. Sure, yeah. The the answer is Breaking Away. Have you ever heard of that movie? I have not. Oh, it's pretty good. It's like a coming-of-age thing about this group of kids who live in Bloomington. They don't don't go to the University of Indiana, but they're like townies, you know? Mm -hmm. And they're into cycling. So they enter the race, and they try and beat the, the university students. Because a lot of the time, the people that win it are like fraternities and stuff that put together teams. So it's a lot of students. Uh, So that movie's called Breaking Away, and that won uh, Best Original Screenplay in 1979. Hmm. You haven't seen Breaking Away, so the next question's about Breaking Away. Oh, we're just doubling down, are we? Uh, Yeah. Well, they kind of lead into each other here. So Breaking Away featured what future A-list actor in the role of Mike? 79 you said yeah 1979 he was like a teenager yeah oh man here i'll George give you Clooney. okay that's a guess how about i how about i read other movies he's been he's been in and you can oh i don't like it when we do hints because then it just sounds I feel worse like, the more i go yeah it's just i feel like you're like softballing me the question how about and the rookie have you ever seen that movie dennis quaid yes nice there you go that's a good one that is a good movie. But yeah, Dennis Quaid plays, he's like one of the four kids in that movie. 
You want to know a little, uh, little Dennis Quaid, the rookie movie, a little trivia? Yeah, let's do it. Did you know that it was fi- part of the movie was filmed in the Texas Rangers stadium? Like the old one? Yeah, not the obviously not the one that they're currently building. But, oh, oh yeah, okay. Uh, um, I mean, I guess I didn't. Yeah, they used the Rangers stadium because the home, the Rangers bullpen is in the stands. It's only about eight feet below where the stand where the fans sit. Sure. And uh, his family comes down, and he jumps up the wall, and he gives his son a hug, and they're all being supportive for him. But he doesn't play for the Rangers. He's in the wrong bullpen, and that's kind of like the whole. It's like yeah, it's good sentiment, but it was just Hollywood once again lying to the people. Well, I mean, it's probably not the worst lie they've ever told there, Hibs. Well, no trivia, Demo. <laughs> I'm not. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good trivia. It was fun trivia. in uh, it's just what fun. Globe Life Park. We can have fun. where the Rangers play. I don't think it was a Globe Life Park at the time. Probably not. Okay, very good. Let's go to rapid fire trivia. Oh, just one. Just one. The other other two are in quarantine. Okay. Question one. Paleontologists have discovered the oldest known member of a living group of what type of animal? Fish. Uh, so it's actually birds. <laughs> oh, man. Asterionorus mastrictinus, dubbed the wonder chicken, is the oldest example of a modern bird on record. Bones suggest that the wonder chicken's features resemble that of the bird group Gallo <laughs> Galloanserae, which includes modern-day chickens and ducks. Question two. The third Friday in March signifies what important date for medical students across the United States? Oh, it's um, where they figure out what hospital they're getting assigned to or whatever. Something like yeah, that. it's A called group, yeah, Match Day. Match Day. So medical school graduates seeking residency in the United States are matched with their residency positions. And that was in the news this week because a lot of them got, uh, they usually have kind of parties and meetups about doing it. But because mm-hmm. of the, the quarantine, a lot of people aren't able to do that. Question three. For the first time in history, what Indian currency crashed in value below $75 or below 75 in relation to the U.S. dollar for the first time? Is it the rupee? It is the Indian rupee. A lot of that is from selling off of Indian equities, so like foreign investment in Indian funds. A lot of that's being reduced because people are scared that the market's dropping, so they're kind of getting all their money out of foreign investments and bringing it back home so that the value of that currency drops a lot, and it's the lowest it's ever been. It's never been below 75, and now it is. Wow. Question four. It was a historic week for the Billboard Hot 100 Albums chart this week as BTS and NCT 127 both had albums in the top 10, making them the first two groups from what country to be featured in the top 10 simultaneously? South Korea. Yeah, South Korea. BTS and NCT 127 are both uh, K-pop bands. BTS had their album Map of the Soul Persona. And NCT 127 had their album Neo Zone. Both of those were in the top 10, and that's the first time two groups from South Korea have both had their albums in the top 10. Yeah. Yeah. If you had just given me the NCT group, I would not have gotten it. But I've heard of BTS. And so. Yeah. Okay. So you have a shorter question, I think, for that we could go. Yeah. Over. Popular video game Fortnite 
released what new vehicle in its patch on March 17th? Unicycle. Oh, I would start playing the game if that were the case. But no, it's a, uh, a helicopter. Okay. They released helicopters, which is the, the second flying vehicle that you can, is now playable. Originally, they had airplanes, but apparently they were just too effective. And so they, they removed the airplanes mm. and then later replaced them with helicopters. So if you play Fortnite, get to the chopper. Nice. All right. That's all I got for rapid fire trivia. Those good ones. I really wish that this podcast eventually gets to the point that we upload video to accompany the podcast like some other really popular podcasts do just so any listener could see the look on your face whenever i get a question that you had you thought there was no chance the look on your face when i said south korea ah oh, it's it's delicious to me whenever wow. you look up from your notes and you're just like <laughs> how oh man it makes all it makes all the dumb guesses so worth it there's that that sweet little nectar every now and then <laughs> just you've gotten a lot better well i think with your guesses i thank you yeah thank no you. problem no problem okay uh let's kick it back to you actually let's go let's take it to the take it to the skies all right a little bit of air travel trivia um a from new world from choppers to from choppers to planes, to planes. yes a new world record was set for the longest commercial passenger flight by French airline Air Tahiti Nui. Where did it take off from and where did it land? French airline. French airline. And it's the longest commercial flight? It is the longest scheduled commercial passenger flight. Mm. If you wanna if you wanna hit all of the Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the keywords that make it its own special little record. I mean, because it's a French airline, Correct. I would say like Paris to like Auckland, New Zealand or something like that. It's one of you're those. In, you're in the right region. Okay. Um, it was Tahiti to Paris. Mm, that makes sense based on the name of the airline. Right. Uh, Tahiti, a French province, a part of France. And so, which kind of <laughs> leads to the second part. Well, it's interesting because it's the longest scheduled commercial passenger flight but it's also the longest domestic flight ever oh yeah that's a little it's a loophole but still it's there um typically this flight will stop over in la to refuel and just for other mm. reasons but because of the coronavirus and they limited banned on international travel into oh. the united states uh-huh they they were forced to fly directly from tahiti all the way to paris and there were a lot less people on the on the plane obviously oh. uh, air travel's taking a hit with the whole virus stuff and so because of the lighter load and new laws they yeah. just kind of had to knuckle down and knuckle down fly <laughs> yeah no it, that's interesting 9,765 miles was covered. What was the name of the airline? The name of the airline? Yeah. Airline Air Tahiti Nui. Yeah, a 16-hour flight. Yikes. It's a long time. Okay, so I've got 
one more for you that can kind of lead in other directions here. So the, the organizers of which French film festival announced this week that it would be postponed uh, due to the coronavirus. It's a pretty famous French film festival. Uh, the, I mean, the best I could guess would be like the Paris Film Festival. I don't, it's, I don't have a guess. So it's the Cannes Film Festival, C-A-N-N-E-S. Never heard of it. It's a pretty popular like international film festival, and it's where a lot of like the movies that are going to be releasing later in the year get their kind of debut. And it's also like a more niche, arty focused, like big blockbusters typically don't go there, but it's yeah, you know, the more smaller like stuff. Indie, indie films. Stuff. Not necessarily yeah. indie stuff, but just like stuff that's Oscar bait, they call it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know what you're People saying. doing big dramatic performances, trying different stuff. So the, the big prize at the Cannes Film Festival is the Palme d'Or, which is given to the, the best film of that year. There's three films that have won the Palme d'Or and Best Picture in the same year. One of them was this year. <laughs> Do you know what that film was? So I know one of them was Parasite. <laughs> yep, there you go. Yep, that's, that's all I got as far as... Yeah, the other two are pretty obscure. Maybe one is The Last Weekend from 1945, and the second one was Marty from 1955. Hmm. And I saw that Marty, and it reminded me of something I'd read previously about. Have you heard of the 1950s quiz show scandals? No. The only... Yeah, no. Have you, have you seen... There's a movie about it. It's called Quiz Show. Again. No. No. So, I don't know. Well, it looked like you had thought of something. So, I was like trying to jog your memory, maybe. Okay. No. The quiz show scandals were basically a series of revelations about TV quiz shows from the 1950s that a lot of the outcomes were fixed to build suspense and drama for TV ratings. Okay. So there was this really popular show called 21 on which two contestants would answer a series of questions for a different amount of points and try and get to 21 points the fastest. And they had this multi-time champion on there named Herb Stemple who was very good at the game, but he wasn't that appealing in his personality or like the way he looked. So the network kind of conspired against him, maybe not conspired against him, but they basically told him to take a dive in the show against this guy that they thought would be a better face for TV and a better story. So they fed the Herb Stemple instructions to get questions wrong, and they fed the answers to this new guy that they had hired charles van doren in an effort to like build up ratings and they let this new guy beat herb in this two-night epic showdown and then charles van doren went on to win the most money in the show's history to like build up ratings for the show and then eventually that all came out as this big scandal with several networks and multiple different quizzes admitting that they were fixing the results and it was a lot of what you were seeing on tv was basically just a performance and not truly contestants trying their hardest. Wow. So, but one of the questions that Herb Stemple was asked to lie about was not knowing the name of 1955's best picture winner, Marty, which apparently was one of his favorite movies. Of course. So he had to, so they gave him that question and he was like, I definitely know it, but they fed in his ear. They're like, you're going to get this wrong. And so he had to say on the waterfront, which was 1954's best picture winner instead of Marty. I wonder if they pulled him aside and they were like, look, you're doing great. You're very smart. 
obviously. Yeah. You're just not that pretty. I mean, I think it was pretty explicit like that. Like, all these middle school flashbacks just come rushing back to him, and he was just like, ah, man, poor guy. I don't know. That question just, Marty, 1955, reminded me of that. But, well, do you want to go over what we talked about today, Hibbs? Yeah, sure, let's do it. Um, So, Demo, can you tell me what two female artists simultaneously hit the Billboard's Top 10 Country Airplay chart with their debut singles? Uh, Ingrid Andrus and Gabby Barrett. Very good. Okay, and then my question for you was, which track cycling race held annually at Bill Armstrong Stadium on the campus of Indiana University in Bloomington was canceled for the first time? That would be the Little 500. Which was dramatized in the 1979 Academy Award-winning film. Breaking Away. Starring. Featuring Dennis Quaid. There it is. Nice. And to top it all off, where did French airline Air Tahiti Nui take off and land, making this flight the longest scheduled flight as well as the longest domestic flight? It was from Tahiti to Paris. Nicely done. Final question was about which French film festival being canceled for the first time in history? Cannes Film Festival. The Cannes? Cannes? Well, it's French, so. Who knows? Yeah. The Cannes Film Festival, I believe, is how you say it. Do we have any tweets or anything like that? No tweets. A lot of likes, a lot of mentions, and all are appreciated. Nothing nothing to report on the Twitterverse. Uh, Feel free to comment. Make a concern. Any make, ex- make express. A concern. Make a concern. Make it up. I don't I'm care. I'm concerned. Yeah, we're all concerned. Yeah, and we don't have any emails either. Uh, but if you'd like to have your email, uh, question, comment, concern read on the air here, our email is trivia rewrites at gmail dot com, and our Twitter is at trivia rewrites, all one word. Thank you all for listening. Good luck out there, and we will see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Stay safe. All these middle school flashbacks just come rushing back. Kind of had to knuckle down, and we're all concerned.